Good morning and welcome. Happy Friday, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and give yourself a slap on the back. We've made it through another week. It's Friday. It's the best day of the week, and and I hope this finds you well out there. Uh, Barrett Jackson's in town, right? This is, you know, Phoenix has this every year now and it, and it's grown you know i've been i've been living in the valley here for I mean, i'm trying to do math i don't want to uh, 30 years almost and this thing is grown and grown and grown so it's not just bear jack all the car shows right uh russo and steel and this and that uh the golf tournament's coming right the the phoenix open which is the same weekend as the super bowl they're building all that stuff and uh, the weather has not cooperated. I tell you what, I don't remember the last time it's been this cold. And it's it's okay. We're we're going to be like in the 60s. So I should clarify cold. <laughs> we're going to be in like the 60s, but uh, nonetheless, it's it's the big touristy uh, time of the year here in the Valley of the Sun. So for all of you that are here and catching this show for the very first time, welcome. I'm Joe Jaquin. I'm the host. I'm the CEO of Patriot Trading Group legal, lawful, constitutional tender, the physical delivery of wealth insurance, talking about gold and silver, and 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. The website at allamericangold.com. So after you, uh, your cars run across the block and you get people to pay way too much for them, give me a call. I'll help you take those worthless Federal Reserve notes and turn them into something real, something tangible, and uh, we can help you. We have helped tens of thousands of customers throughout the years. This is 23 years that we've been doing this, and uh, we just do it better than anybody else. That's all I'm going to say about it. Really, it's just that simple. Uh, So many things to talk about today. We'll get to it on Friday, so we got fake news Friday coming. I've got my fingers crossed. I know the the new equipment that is going to really change uh, the quality of this broadcast. It's it's somewhere on its way here. We're waiting. It's I I know it's shipped. This is the I don't know, <laughs> right? The absolutely slowest possible way to ship. They wanted me to pay a hundred dollars for it to get here in two days, and I thought that's... I mean, I know that when I ship registered, insured U.S. bail, I charge $35, but $100, that just seems so excessive. So I was like, yeah, it'll be fine. How long could it take? Well, apparently it can take a while, but I'm hoping that next week it'll be here uh, so we can get that going. Uh, up in Colorado, we're still not done there. There, they, we have one more piece of the puzzle that somewhere, either it's still, I don't even know yet. We don't know. We know it's in Maine. It's supposed to be on its way to Colorado. Uh, that'll be the, one of the, not quite the last piece of the puzzle, but one of the pieces of the puzzle that will improve uh, the quality of all shows in Colorado. Uh, this morning, just to let, well, actually, I think it's that, but this afternoon, we are building a bigger pipe. Uh, for the station in Colorado. Uh, that should hopefully be completed today. And all is that, what does that mean? 
It, it just means that uh, we have a lot more bandwidth to do a lot more things and bringing shows in, uh, like my show. Like right now, my shows they're streaming it through the World Wide Web. That's how we bring Alex Jones to all of you up there in Colorado as well. Uh, we're getting a bigger pipe, and, and should re- that should also help uh, with some of the quality-type things. And, and hopefully all of you are noticing and seeing it. And make sure, I don't care whether it's Phoenix, Colorado, anywhere in the country, if you're listening to this show and you like what you hear and you like this message, make sure you support it by ordering. Right, we don't want donations. We don't want people just giving us money. Here, here, here's a hundred dollars, you know, and a pat on the back. No, we don't. We want, we want you to prepare for what is coming, and then it allows us to. This is how we've been doing this twenty-three years. Sponsor free. We don't have any sponsors. No one can call and tell me what to do. I will say what I want when I want and how I want. It's hard to do anymore, but I get to do that because of all of you out there. 800-951-0592-2019 Silver Eagles are in. Well, they're in the, at the Bullion Bay. They're going to start shipping. Matter of fact, the first cases for us are going to ship today. Anybody that was waiting on Silver Eagles, uh, the, they've all started shipping. Whether, you know, for you that were waiting for cases, they've shipped. For you that are waiting for rolls, they're on their way to me. And then I'll and then I'll have them out. So get ready for that. I put Silver Eagles on special today. The matter of fact, here's what the the bowling bank said: there are no back dates. All gone, everything. All as they have are 2019. People know the the run is coming. I got U.S. Silver Eagles on sale today, both online and over the phone. Three hundred and eighty-five dollars a roll. So you can go out to AllAmericanGold.com and place your order there. You can do it the old-fashioned way and give Arlene a call at our 800 number and lock them in. The Dow is down 150 points. Uh, It's the first down day in five days. And you know what's so funny? I'm going to tell you this, and we'll get to it after Fake News Friday. Jim Cramer did a a little thing uh, the other day talking about the Dow is rallying even when it shouldn't. And he's like, that's a good thing. And I'm like, what? No, it's not. But uh, I will give you what's really happening. All and it wasn't just Apple. Apple started it all. All of those things that happened. Wow. The thing I'm most excited about: Daniel DiMartino Booth yesterday calling out the central bank. We'll play that at the bottom of the hour. Stay tuned. We got a great show for you. We'll be right back. One of these things is not like the others. One of these things doesn't belong. Can you tell which thing is not like the others? Before I finish my song. From News Headquarters, this is Fake News Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. What is real? How do you define real? Fake news Friday. Fake, 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 fake. Welcome back. Fake news Friday. And, and just so you know, we are making... Pro- I know 
Things always just take longer than I want them to. We're getting ready to make changes to this segment where we're going to allow for some customer participation. Or, well, I should say listeners, hopefully customers, and uh, allow you to win some silver and gold as well. Uh, We've been testing it. Uh, We're not quite there yet, but we've been testing it. uh, But, uh, you know, give us a few more weeks. I think we're, we're, we're getting closer. I'll give you more details as we have them. But just so you know, every one... Every one of these shows or articles that we talk about, these are all true. What makes it funny why we put them in here is they should all be fake. But one little detail in one of them has been altered, and then I, myself, and then I play against Jason or Brian, and and we got to figure out which one of them has been altered. Uh, who do we got playing today, Ramon? We'll find out here in just a moment. They just called in. <laughs> It's Jason. I, I'm oh, on. I'm on ready to go. Jason. And for those of you that don't know, Jason's the worst player in this game. <laughs> so, Jason, I'm actually happy that that uh, you're able to join us today. Well, you know, you never I feel know. Good. Uh, I feel like my chances of winning just went up. <laughs> we'll see what happens, Joe. I'll, I'm going to give it my best effort. Uh, I, I, I almost forgot to call in. I was dealing with... KHNC stuff right to the moment I called in, and it's like, uh oh, I heard that I heard uh, Ramon's music playing because I was like, I better jump on quick. So I was, uh, man. I will cow. tell you in, in defense of of that statement because you know we've been working super. I forgot it was fake news Friday, and Ramon <laughs> had to remind me, but he just reminded well, me when I called in uh, at the beginning of the hour. So, so what you're what boat. Joe? What you're saying is I remembered because I'm not working that hard. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> going on. Okay, so fair I enough. am totally unprepared. You know, we've been working on uh, KHNC stuff so much that I, I don't get a chance to, you know, spend as much time, you know, trolling the internet. So I'm curious to see the stories uh, that Glenn came up with. All right, shall we begin then? Let's do it. All right, okay. let's start off. Story number one, the Eiffel Tower, the symbol of Paris, France, has been the object of of ugly incidents during the ongoing riots. A crowd of about a thousand yellow vest protesters attached metal cables to the tower and tried to pull it down. The attempt failed, but police are worried that a bigger crowd might have more success if the capers tried again. Story number two. Chinese authorities have introduced detailed regulations covering the country's thriving short video industry singling out 100 categories of banned content from smearing the image of the Communist Party leaders to users' comments in the latest ongoing effort to clean up its cyberspace that has more than 800 million users. Some of the rules state that all video content, including the title, introduction, and viewer comments, need to be reviewed before broadcast. Story number three. The average millennial had about $32,000 in personal debt, excluding home mortgages, last year, according to a recent study. Just over 60% of millennials with debt don't know when or if they'll ever be able to pay off what they owe. That includes roughly 42% of millennials who don't know when they'll be able to wipe out their debt, and that's almost 20% of those folks said they expect to die in debt. So that's story number three. Who shall start off? 
I'll let Joe go first. He keeps winning, so he can go first. I, I, I don't even know. Oh, so we got the Eiffel Tower. Now, for those of you that don't know about the yellow vest, right? I hope that doesn't come here. But listen, all of the developed countries out there all got the same problem. Too much debt, don't know how to pay for it. Started out with, with taxes on fuel, or well, I should say more taxes on fuel and, and a whole bunch of other stuff led to all these riots. But So you're saying that they were pulling on the cables that supported the Eiffel Tower? That is what story number one says. Don't know about any cables on the tower, but okay. Um, story number two was, I've, you see, I've already forgotten. What was that again? China wants China, to, yep. The internet, we know that, right? This is, hey, these are our buddies, right? This is, you know, General Motors and Elon Musk and, and, and Boeing and everybody, they can't wait to get over there. So they can uh, help them censor all their people, Facebook and Twitter and all the rest of them. Uh, the the reason I'm going to pick story number three is uh, because you gave more details about that story than the other two. So either Glenn's trying to throw us off, or or I, I don't know. That's that's my answer. Number three. All right, Joe's going with story number three, and is Jason there? Yeah, I'm here. So fantastic. I was thinking about going with number three also. But after listening to Joe, I, I'm actually gonna probably mess up. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with story number one. I, I I think I think there's something altered on the back end of that one. So I, I, the Eiffel Tower one's my choice, number one. All right. I wanted to say that too because I'm thinking. I, first of all, I don't know if there's cables, and then two really enough people could yank it down. I don't know. We couldn't take down that stinking statue of Saddam. You probably got it right, Jason. And he did get it correct. Story number one. I just thought of that. I was just, just entered my head. We couldn't even take that statue of Saddam down. Well, I can get a redo. You should not get a redo, sir. You picked it, and that was it. Now, I, there's uh, according to this, looks like uh, I, there's no lines that are, are, are fake. I, apparently, Glenn gave us an entirely fake story altogether. So well, I don't know if there's... wasn't even a story? wasn't even a story. <laughs> Now, I was thinking about that, too. You said that yellow vest riots come here to America. If I saw a bunch of yellow vests, I'm thinking, what are all those crossing guards doing over there? I'm going to say, Just, if there's a bunch of yellow vest people, you better watch out if my, my wife is on the road. She'll roll you down. <laughs> I mean, she gets upset about all the, all the guys that think they're on the Tour de France every weekend, riding down uh, all, all the roads here. Uh, I, I would hate to see what happened if a bunch of yellow vests were out there. Oh, let's go to sto- let's go to round number two, Joe. See if you can win this round. I feel, oh, You're gonna be oh, all right. You're gonna be all right. Oh, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, the end of the Milky Way as we know it may come a few billion years ahead of schedule, according to a paper published January fourth. Our home galaxy appears to be on a crash course with one of the uh, nearest satellites, known as the. Let me see here. The Maleg Ma- Magla. Uh, it's a big cloud. Let's just put it that way. The cosmic crash could begin as soon as uh, 2 billion years from now, roughly 2 to 3 billion years sooner than the long-anticipated collision between the Milky Way and its nearest cosmic neighbor, 
the Andromeda Galaxy. So there we go. We got uh, so set your iPhones there. It's going to be a little two billion uh, years ahead of schedule. So you don't want to make sure you've Kinda got like government work. You right? got exactly by a couple billion. A couple billion. Uh, story number two: The FBI is piloting Amazon's facial matching software as a means to sift through mountains of video surveillance footage, as the agency routinely collects during investigations. For example, in the 2017 mass shooting in Las Vegas carried out by Stephen Paddock, the law enforcement agency collected a, pe- a petabyte. It's I looked it up. It's 1,000 terabytes worth of data. Much of the video from the cell phones and surveillance cameras. Now, Amazon software culled through all of that data in 25 seconds and categorized 70 different data streams for the FBI investigation as a data test. The FBI was so impressed that they immediately contacted Amazon for the software, according to FBI client corporation liaison press release. That is story number two. Story number three, also an Amazon story. Get out your little tiny violins. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos and novelist Mackenzie Bezos have announced they're divorcing through a joint statement on Wednesday. Bezos is worth close to $140 billion. The statement did not mention how the two will split that fortune, though experts believe that it's already been hashed out. Jeff Bezos' divorce is poised to knock him from the richest only to the fourth richest person on the planet. So let's all feel bad for Jeff Bezos. Okay, those are the three stories. What do you think? Let's go with, uh, since Jason won last time, let let him go first. Yeah, I I, uh, I think it's story number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like when we're trying to pick these, it's, we got to pick out what's what, that thing that's wrong. And there's a lot of numbers in that second story with Amazon. And I just think that something was tweaked in the number. So I'm going to go into number two. Number two, Jason. Fantastic. All I don't right. like that, Jason. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> I, I was thinking about this, right? And and, and I, I don't know why, but I, I have this flashback to that movie with, uh, I think it was Wesley Snipes. And uh, they brought back Sylvester Stallone. And, and they had oh. all the cameras that watched everybody all the time. And Taco Bell won the Burger Wars. It was like the only restaurant you could eat at. And Demolition, Demolition Man. Man. Yeah. Demolition Man. Demolition Man, right? And everybody gets spied <laughs> on. And, and now, of course, you know, here we are. Like Everybody gets spied on by, it doesn't matter, Amazon spies on us, Google spies on us, right? I mean, everybody spies on us. Taco right? Bell spies on us. Taco Bell spies on us. If you got AT&T, they just spied on you because... Uh, I I think that's probably the answer as well. So I, I'm probably going to be. I got to go with my gut. I think it's number two as well. Well, you both are correct. Story number two is the false story, but the uh, portion of the story that is fake is the uh, Amazon being able to go through all that data in 25 seconds. They were not able to go through the through the uh, the 1,000 terabytes worth of data that quickly. So. You, All right. But who, who's the I, winner I, now? I think I won. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know the exact number that was wrong, but I knew it was a number, so I'm pretty happy to, to actually get a clean sweep and get them both right. Jason, congratulations. Something is wrong in the world today, Jason. You better go buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> hey, sometimes I feel pretty lucky. Maybe I'll go for it. Yeah, right. Well, that concludes our fake news Friday segment. Uh, uh, congratulations to to Jason. I wish I would have thought about that to 
you know, to be fair, if I had to go first on that first one, I think I would have probably picked number three. So I'm I glad think you went first on the first one. I think did it, too. He put one story with all this stuff in it to make you think that was it. And, and hardly any detail on the Eiffel Tower. Kudos to Glenn. Apparently, that wasn't even a real story. Now I feel real <laughs> But I told you, we haven't had time to really go through anything. We just haven't. We've been busy. So uh, great job by Glenn. Congratulations to Jason. Uh, Jason, you win absolutely nothing. Uh, but we are, you know, get ready, customers out there, all you listeners out there. We're going to start allowing you to play along with us. Uh, but we'll we'll get those. Deep. We're still working on it. We actually did a test on it. We're we're working on the phone lines, if you will, into uh, the studios in Colorado for us to call into. Uh, we just got a few bugs to work out. So fake news Friday's over. Listen, after the break, Daniel DiMartino Booth live on television yesterday said something that I I did not know. I shouldn't have been surprised. It has a lot to do with the, I'll call it the little rally that we had here after the Christmas break and what the central bank did or did not do to the meeting minutes. Because remember, they wait two weeks to release those minutes, which I never understood But I think she explains it all very, very well. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. This famous quote is from the British statesman Edmund Burke, who was born tomorrow, January 12th, in 1729. He's considered one of the most influential orders in the British Parliament, and he stands out in history as a staunch defender of the rights of the American colonies and an outspoken opponent of the slave trade. In fact, Edmund Burke was a very influential figure to our founding fathers. Modern conservative theorist Russell Kirk said that the, quote, framers of the American Constitution borrowed deliberately and liberally from the English Constitution. And the American framers took for their model the English Constitution as it stood between 1760 and 1787, the years when Burke loomed so large in the House of Commons, end quote. In a letter to a member of the National Assembly, penned in 1791, Edmund Burke wrote, What is liberty without wisdom and without virtue? It is the greatest of all possible evils, for it is folly, vice, and madness without restraint. Burke continued, Men are qualified for civil liberty in exact proportion to their disposition to put moral chains upon their own appetites. You see, Edmund Burke and our founding fathers understood the distinct difference between license to do whatever one wishes and the liberty of a free society under the constraint of moral law. That's why the framers wisely followed Burke's philosophy and gave us a constitutional republic, not a democracy. They recognized that rule by simple majority of the mob is no different than the tyranny of an all-powerful monarch. All men must be subject to a higher moral law, 
and only with a self-governing population under a set of common laws and systems can a society truly have liberty. Many today want to destroy our constitutional rule of law as they target the electoral college, checks and balances on our government, or even basic social and civil laws in our communities. I hope we all say an extra prayer today in thanks for the wisdom of Edmund Burke and our constitutional framers. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Whether it's the vision of our founding fathers, the courage of our veterans, the moral compass of Christopher Columbus, or the fortitude of presidents like Lincoln and Reagan, the truth of history should not be undercut by liberal ideology. At Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, we honor history even as we look to the future. Join us at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour. I know how Mike Tyson now feels after he lost to Buster Douglas. Uh, Jason just beat me in fake news Friday. Nobody saw that coming. Uh, I'm going to try to recover from it. It's going to take me all weekend. Uh, but but nonetheless, the show must go on. i got to tough it out. You should bite his ear. <laughs> Give him the Holyfield treatment. The uh, So, you know, we've had this interesting market, haven't we? Remember the day after, the day after Jay Powell and the central bank raised interest rates, right, that quarter of a point. So now, if we want to believe the fantasy island, we're somewhere between 2.25 and 2.5% on a Fed funds rate. And I said then, that was okay. Everybody expected that. What wasn't okay was his glaring ignorance in the press conference where he continued with the the Fed line of garbage about how great everything was. And, of course, we had the big sell-off. And remember, I told you then, hey, we're probably going to see Dow 21,000 before... Uh, New Year's, right? It happened on Christmas Eve. Now, we've rallied since then, up until, well, not today, but we've rallied since then because the the Fed had come out now in all these other little meetings and, and, you know, uh, economic club get-togethers. Jay Powell has been singing a little different tune. Yesterday... They released the minutes of December's meeting. And all of a sudden, the minutes don't match the press conference. Right? In the minutes, they're like, oh, yeah, I think they're, oh, you know, we're going we're gonna to take a pause. Pretty much, I didn't use the word pause, but kind of, you know, uh, let it, oh, yeah, yeah we're, we're going to wait and see which was nowhere in the press conference. And I, and I, just, and I just thought, what? what? That, was, that was kind of weird. And then yesterday, uh, not only did I catch it, Ramon caught it as well. This, this is actually uh, on the web, our website today. Let's play. Now, remember, for those of you that don't know Daniel DiMartino Booth, she was the right-hand woman of, of, of Fisher, the Dallas Fed chief. He's not there anymore. He left when Yellen left. Uh, but she had worked uh, at the Federal Reserve of, uh, 
you know, in the Dallas Federal Reserve, so she would know better than anybody. Ramon, let's play the clip. Should the markets listen to the Fed? And uh, should the Fed listen to the markets? Should the Fed listen to the markets, I think, is the real question. question. Much better question. Investors uh, of this generation, they don't have any recollection of pre-Greenspan days when monetary policy was simply made to reflect the, the, the situation in the economy. That is no longer the case. I think that a lot of people were were hoping that Jay Powell was going to break the mold of his three predecessors and not kowtow, not placate investors, uh, but he's clearly shown that that, that is uh, not the path that he's going to do. He does appear now to be a Yellen and Bernanke type of clone. What's hard for investors, though, is what is he going to say today? He was hawkish in October. He was dovish in November. He was hawkish in December. And he was dovish in January. I'm literally spinning trying to get that out of my mouth. Did he lose his credibility? Oh, I think he did lose his credibility. And one of the things that he had done uh, as a Fed chair, as somebody who came from the private sector, who understood how business was done, was he had not previously allowed the Fed minutes to be doctored. It was fairly apparent, um, given yesterday's minutes release, that they were definitely massaged, modified, call it what you Ooh. will, after the fact. Can, can we, has that, I, I've never heard that before, Danielle, and I, I know mm. you, you, have you used to advise the uh, the former yes. uh, Dallas Federal Reserve Bank president? Have you ever seen anything like that before? Oh, absolutely! In the 2008 transcripts, transcripts are released with a five-year lag. Janet Yellen actually said, "If the markets do not like the message that was conveyed." In the FOMC statement, then we can use the minutes as any other tool in our toolbox. It's a matter of public record that she said that. So do you think now at this point that the Federal Reserve and Jay Powell are kowtowing to the administration and helping to boost the markets with their new message? You know, I don't think that Powell is political. He was asked forthright, if, if, if President Trump asks you to resign, will you? He had a one-word answer that was no. But optically, it really doesn't make a difference. It does appear now that he is bending to the whims of the administration. Uh, and it, it will be difficult, I think, for a lot of Fed watchers, uh, people who know the Fed's history, for him to win, win us back uh, yeah. via his credibility, given he has been flip-flopping so much. So many Federal Reserve officials spoke yesterday. More are speaking today. Mm-hmm. They, they're sending the same message that the Fed is essentially on pause. But is the quantitative tightening on pause as well? That's the big question. And that's what investors are going to be tuning into to listen to today. There were four pages of minutes that were dedicated to the size of the balance sheet yesterday. It is clearly the one thing that's on everybody's mind is trying to figure out when and if the Fed is going to pull that plug. Investors have to remember that every single four months that go by, Mm. every 50 trillion, excuse me, every 50, sorry, former central banker, trillion billion, but uh, (laughs) every single $50 billion of shrinkage, quantitative tightening, um, equates to, uh, excuse me, every $200 billion of quantitative tightening every four months, we get the equivalent of another rate hike and tighter financial conditions, which the stock market does not like. So that could be the biggest takeaway or the biggest question that Jay Powell answers or addresses today is what are they doing about the the quantitative tightening and how, as you noted, that certainly affects the stock market. Real quick, are we headed towards a recession in your view, Danielle? I think we are. I think the train has left the station, I hate to say. We've looked at a lot of the labor market indicators, and outside of the unemployment rate, which is the most lagging of economic indicators Uh and wage inflation, we have seen seen the the data weaken since August. So there you have it. There are a lot in there. The the biggest piece was the altering of the Fed minutes. Again, we need to audit these people. 
we need to understand what 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 it is they're really up to, and and we now will have to wait. And I and I I did not know this, and and I must have missed uh, this Janet Yellen thing, but it won't be for five years that we'll actually get. I I don't know if we even will get the actual minutes now. Five years later, do they give you everything? And and it just tells you the games and the lengths that they go to. This is a Ponzi scheme. It's nothing more. Why else would you do it this way? There's no reason to do it this way. Right? When she was first talking about the Fed used to be private. They didn't talk to Wall Street. They didn't talk to the banks. They didn't talk to the government. They met in private and did what they were going to do. Didn't tell anybody ahead of time, didn't do this or that, didn't have these big press conferences and all that, and that changed with pre-spin. I, I really probably changed the button going back to the 19... You know, everything ties back to 1971, doesn't it? But I'll talk about lagging indicators and, more importantly, why the tune changed when we return. So why the change? Why the massaging of the minutes? And why you all need to get ready. I told you what the Fed had done. We are going to see a big slowdown in 2019. Companies weren't going to be hiring. Companies were going to be laying off. Get ready. We talked about the announcement from Challenger Gray and Christmas. Just this week, I haven't even gotten to them. AT&T, the one that was spying on all of you. Uh, huge layoff announcements. Ten, maybe ten to twenty thousand layoffs coming from AT and T. Uh, JC Penney uh, analysts now saying up to a hundred stores need to close. Uh, we had horrible retail numbers out of Kohl's, out of Macy's. Uh, pretty much anybody that was a department store, but the Wall Street Journal said that the number of companies that have issued fourth quarter earnings guidance below analyst estimates. And remember, this is, you know, go back to Jim Cramer when I, the, the, earlier in the show. The stocks are rallying even though they shouldn't. That's what he's talking about. A record number of companies have announced earnings forecasts below analyst estimates. Uh, FactSet is the company that does it. They've been doing this. Now, it hasn't been that long. They've only been doing it. This is the 13th year that they've been tracking guidance announcements. At the end of December, 94 companies had issued earnings guidance that came in below analyst expectations. That's the largest number. Now, that number has jumped big. Right, I, I guess would be we probably had at least another what twenty or thirty companies since then. Here's the part that gets a little worrisome: only thirteen companies have given guidance above estimates. That was also a record, a record for the fewest. So when you look at what is coming down the pipe, this is what we see. The, the profits are down. 
And what happens after profits go down? Job cuts come. Just what happens? Look at General Motors. I don't know. Did you see General Motors today? Did you see what they came out? Oh, we're going to have great profits. Why? Well, we fired a bunch of U.S. workers, and we're, we got a whole bunch of new stuff getting ready to go in China. Of course, I don't know about, you know, China's slowing, so we'll see how long that lasts. But nonetheless, when you look at what Daniel DiMartino Booth said, and this is what I was trying to explain to all of you, all the numbers that the Federal Reserve was using for why the economy was so great are the laggers. In other words, they're the last to fall. Right? First, it's the consumer confidence numbers hit the record. Right? What was that, October, November? And now they've been coming down. The last thing to fall are the jobs. Right? I told you about that jobs report in December. I go, that's it. That's the mark. That's what we're looking for. That's the top. And now you start looking at what the Wall Street Journal is reported. In the, and here's what they were talking about. Hey, it's everywhere. Technology. Healthcare, retail, uh, but uh, things that were the most negative, though, was the healthcare, which is where you're supposed to be defense. Right, that's where you're supposed to go when things get bad. Uh, Conagra Foods, Starbucks, Alliant Technologies, uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. Of course, they lowered them so they could jump over them because they came out with earnings yesterday. Uh, general growth properties, even Netflix. Uh, have all issued warnings. Uh, the data shows 84% of the companies uh, had beat their earnings in the third quarter, and now they're saying we've got a record number of companies coming out and saying, hey, fourth quarter and beyond are not looking very well. Uh, then we had Constellation Brand. For those of you that don't know that company, they're like the largest brewer in maybe in the world. I know that uh, they're a huge uh, beer company. They came out on Wednesday. Uh, Lenar Homes and KB Homes came out this week as well, downgrading. Morgan Stanley came out on Tuesday, uh, lowering the rest and P project uh, projections. Samsung Electronics warned uh, Tuesday. So you're, you're seeing all of these things continue to pile up. This is what is worried, at least me. It should worry you. But what does it ultimately mean for, for gold and silver? I think really what it means is the central bank has started, right? Oh, we're going to take a pause. They're going to take more than a pause. They talked about that balance sheet. See, they're in a bad spot. You know, they, they've sold off, you know, a couple hundred billion dollars. But they own trillions of dollars of debt that they pretend, you know, to, to help everybody. When I mean everybody, to help Wall Street and the bank. And now there's the people, what you're seeing them is they want to hear the Federal Reserve say, we're going to stop that as well. I got a bad feeling that by the end of 2019, not only are they talking about cutting rates and potentially cutting them, the balance sheet runoff will be over. And we may be talking about, what, getting ready for the next round of QE and the next round of bond buying. And, and trust me, you're going to want to be in well before that happens. Let's hope we're wrong. 
right? Let's hope that they, the, the massaging here uh, allows for things to settle down a little bit, but I'm just looking at numbers because you know that's what I do. 94 companies said things are getting worse. Only 13 said better. And since that number came out, it's more of the same so far this year. Take the Radio News Hour final segment coming up. 800-951-0592 if you're just joining us. 2019 Silver Eagles are now in. They are at the Bullion Bank. We've got cases of them of already shipping today. 2019 Silver Eagles are on sale right now, $385 uh, to the roll. Uh, right now, silver's up about three, four cents right now, uh, $15.67. So our gold's up three, 1290 The Dow is down. About 150 points. The big news today coming from Russia. They now announced their new reserves. They are the now the largest holder of Chinese renminbi in the world in their reserve. Remember, they dumped U.S. dollars. Uh, they put it into renminbi, euros, and, and, and some Japanese yen. They are now fully out of the dollar. That actually had the renminbi rallying today, and the Bank of China had to step in, right? Nobody wants a strong currency anymore. Do you notice that? Why do you think that is? 800-951-0592. That is uh, the toll three number. Uh, you know, gold, I still had some liberties from yesterday, so I've got them on the, both items. The Silver Eagles are online. Uh, I've got twenty dollar lips still at that thirteen seventy five price. Uh, if you call us and you order ten or more, I'll go thirteen sixty five on those uh, today again. But both of those are available online as well at allamericangold.com, or simply call our eight hundred number eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And and we'll put something together for you. Uh, everything else. Uh, Shipping today. We got a big shipping day today. And 2019 Silver Eagles are out. All the metals plans are out. All of those things after today, we're pretty much going to be uh, all caught up. And I also know all the five libs. We sold a ton of five libs uh, this week. All of those have shipped. So they're on their way either here or to Colorado. Uh, so be ready for those next week. 800 951 Everybody enjoy the weekend here in Phoenix. I know uh, the car shows are started. Have fun doing those. And make sure after you sell those uh, those high-priced cars, give us a call. We'll turn that, that fiat money into some physical gold and silver, and then we'll see what happens. Well, the government shutdown continued. By the way, today was the first check that they didn't get. So the way the government pays, today was the first day. And I don't think anyone gets a check. Even the ones that are, hey, you're 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 essential and you need to work. Even they, I don't believe they get a check either. So eight hundred thousand people without checks. Hopefully the Democrats will come to their senses and get this thing done because uh, it's the right thing to do, right? Building the wall is the right thing to do. It's it's just common sense. 
the Democrats used to think so when Obama and Clinton were in office. They only don't think this when the Republicans are in office. 800-951-0592. Everybody, I, I'm out of stuff. I got nothing left to talk about. Maybe the Yellow Vest guys will get the Eiffel Tower this weekend. I don't know. Uh, we'll be back Monday. Take care. <laughs>